Welcome to Holy Prophets Radio, a business show that applies God's Word to your work. Discussing business basics ranging from starting your own company to complex human resources challenges. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule, archive shows, helpful downloads, and much more at leadingforachange.com forward slash radio. Now, get ready to take your company to the next level by applying biblical truths to your work with Holy Prophets Radio, hosted by Bradley Waldrop. Hey, welcome back to Holy Prophets Radio. This is week number three. We talked last week about leadership do's and don'ts, but before we get into today's program, what I'd really like to do is have everyone mark their calendar for May 2nd of this year. May 2nd is National Prayer Day. If you've ever wanted to participate in a community event where folks come out, the faithful folks come out and participate in the community, this this event is going to be just for you. May 2nd is uh, National Prayer Day. I know certainly in downtown Asheville, they're going to get the festivity started somewhere around 11 o'clock in the morning. With that uh, starting so early in the morning, then uh, it gives you a chance to get started, mingle with other folks, uh, grab a bite to eat, and uh, and then uh, participate in, in the, uh, the formal events that start around noontime. Um, the other thing that I was uh, thinking a little bit about this last week, it sort of hit me, is uh, that there are lots of different organizations in the nation uh, that have to do with providing a very interesting and beneficial environment to business owners and business leaders. It doesn't even have to be a business leader. It could be a supervisor, simple employee who's tr- trying to honor God with their work. Uh, They are Christian business fellowship organizations. These business fellowship organizations get together, generally speaking, uh, once a month, once every other month, uh, once every other week. They do it for breakfast. They do it for lunch. Sometimes they grab some food in the evenings as well, usually around a mealtime. In those events, what they normally do is get these business owners, business leaders, business uh, individuals together, and they lean on one another so that uh, they can kind of work through Scripture in a, in a kind of a unique environment. Most of them that I've participated in with, uh, they will put together um, some either worship or uh, devotional time in the very beginning of these, these uh, breakfasts, uh, lunches, whatever the meal might be, an opportunity to network with one another, be able to tell each other, uh, each of the people that are in the room, what you do for work, and uh, maybe how God has bent you in a certain way to honor Him with the work that you do. Uh, And then there is usually a speaker that talks about a particular topic, or a speaker that will come in and and do a book review or something similar to that. It just gives you a really great opportunity to sit with other faithful individuals who are struggling with the same things you're struggling with, who are optimistic about the same things you're optimistic with about, and uh, and then you can coalesce there uh, and get some, some nourishment, not just for your body, but for your soul. So I'd recommend that you try to find something like that in your community. If for some reason you can't seem to find something like that, send me an email at radio at leading the number four a change.com and I'll do what I can to do a little research and get it back out to you. Maybe I'll paste it, post it on our Facebook page. Uh, that's another place that you might want to go in order to, to interact with other listeners of this show. It's facebook.com 
forward slash holy prophets. Again, facebook.com forward slash holy prophets. Hey, and then the last thing before we get into today's show, good news, really great news. We were accepted by um, Apple for uh, their iTunes library for a podcast. Uh, you can get to the podcast from our website. Our website is leadingthenumber4achange.com forward slash radio. That'll take you right to the the um, the webpage that has information about our schedule, has information about past shows, it has information on how to be a guest. Not only that, but it also has a direct link to the podcast. So I'd recommend that you do that. Click on the link, subscribe, and uh, you'll be well on your way to being able to listen to Holy Prophets Radio anytime you want uh, and anytime that's convenient for you. As long as we're talking about websites, I can also let you know that the, the website that we are currently working on, holyprophetsradio.com, is close to being launched. So we have got only a couple more weeks left of doing some uh, detailed design work with some of those items. Uh, we'll do what we can to actually release it before a couple weeks. But uh, stay tuned. HolyProfitsRadio.com is going to be coming right online here very, very quickly. So um, with that, let's talk a little bit about where we were last week. We talked about Abraham's do's and don'ts in leadership. Uh, if you missed that show, go grab the archive uh, or subscribe to the podcast and you'll get it that way. Today, we're going to talk very specifically about three key ingredients every company needs to know in order to conquer new territory. Now, if, if you're like me, you've had a chance to uh, work in companies where we've moved an office, we've moved a home office, we've created something brand new in a new location, maybe we haven't moved anything, uh, but we're, we're starting something brand new, opening a new office somewhere. Uh, these are challenges that every business owner would hope to have uh, in order to expand their market share, in, in order to expand their influence, in order to grab m more new customers for their products or services. Uh, maybe you're rolling out a brand new product or service and it's very specific to the type of um, community that you're in. And, uh, and you want to be able to go into a new community. So th these are um, uh, principles that we're going to talk about today that directly apply to those companies. The other thing that, that you might consider is if you are uh, in an organization, maybe the organization's a nonprofit, it's uh, affiliated with a school somewhere, and you're trying to figure out how to get to a new territory uh, these key principles and the key, key ingredients to the soup here are going to certainly be applicable to your challenge. Last, last but certainly not least, if you are in the mission field trying to plant a church, you're trying to go out and and create a brand new community in a community that, uh, that doesn't know who you are, this show has those guiding principles that will be absolutely applicable to the challenge that you face. So what I would like to, to say is just get ready. Uh, get ready because God really has a plan for how we do this. Um, he, if What we're going to do in order to look at this plan, we're going to go to the Exodus era. We were just in the patriarch era where we talked about Abraham uh, and we talked about uh, only one of the patriarchs in in that uh, era, but uh, we talked about Abraham. There are others, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Uh, in order to kind of get us to where we need to be during the day today here is I just wanted to grab a hold of 
uh, an understanding of who Joseph is and how we get into uh, the Exodus era, because it's real important. Uh, Joseph, at the tail end of the patriarchs, was a great leader in Egypt. Uh, long story there, really great story. Encourage you to read it. But he was a great leader in Egypt, and after his death, the Israelites found themselves in slavery in Egypt for over 400 years. 400 years, we can't even fathom. 400 years is more than our lifetime, more than a couple lifetimes, more than four lifetimes. They understood this culture. During that that 400 years, the Israelite population grew to about two and a half to three million people inside Egypt. That's what the book of Numbers tells us. And that's important because when we're talking about trying to figure out how to move something, we're not moving a team of two, we're not moving a team of ten. We're talking about moving a team of two and a half million, about the size of, of uh, let's say, Austin, Texas. Now, the Exodus era in the Bible itself, in the book of Exodus, describes the movement of this nation across the wilderness on their way to the promised land of Canaan. And when we get there, when we're talking about doing that, um, you know, the situation is that these these uh, Israelites have been in slavery for a very long time, and in their slavery, they have sort of coalesced around one another, and they're not really following necessarily the rules of the Egyptians. They are fitting into the culture as best they can so that they don't get themselves into trouble, but they they have their God, and they're, they're clinging to their God, and uh, it's been 400 years of, of testing in that. Now, if we look at the examination here, or we look at the, this example of the Israelites moving out of Egypt, and, and we're going to apply that directly to your business, but if we look at it, we have three key points that we're going to talk about. And the first is that in order to make this kind of move and make it successful, you need a strong and dedicated team. With that, let's let's just kind of take a look. Pharaoh uh, was concerned in Egypt that the population of the Egyptians were taking over. And they were getting to be so big, and they still believed in their God, and, and they got to be um, uh, a population to be reckoned with. With that, Pharaoh was concerned, and so he, he grabbed his taskmasters and asked his taskmasters to be exceptionally hard on the Egyptians. And as he was exce- as they were exce- exceptionally hard on the Egyptians, the Egyptians only got to be more resolute. They, they got to be only more concentrated on who their God was and who their people were and who their neighbors were and, and who their community was. And, and that's important, and it's, uh, it's an amazing thing that happens when you, when you have a team that believes in something and, it, and is tested that way. Now, not only do, do we see them sticking to, together, but they're, they're sticking their neck out for one another. And that, that, what I want to talk about there is, is that the midwives were asked by Pharaoh to kill all the male children when they were born so that he could control the population. And the midwives were an amazing bunch, and and they would uh, tell Pharaoh <laughs> that that the Egyptian women uh, weren't as uh, robust, so to speak, or or weren't um, weren't as um, as quick to birth 
as uh, the Israelites. And and so when these Israelites were so quick to, to birth children, the, the midwives just couldn't get there in time. And, um, and you know, they, they went out on a limb there. They, they certainly didn't tell the truth to Pharaoh. They were honored in all of that by, by God. And, um, you know, it's real important to just remember in all of that, that, uh, you know, these midwives, they were willing to risk their lives for one another. They were willing to risk the, their lives for the, the future of the organization and that organization being the Israelite nation. Now, you also need a purpose-driven leader. And in purpose-driven leader, what we have here is we have Moses. Now, Moses, um, you know, for some of you who remember, he was put in a basket uh, and he was picked out of the river. And he was, uh, in, in being picked out of the river, he was adopted by the royal family. And by being adopted by the royal family, he was given this really unique environment to understand the rulers there. He was given a, a, a unique understanding of what their passions were, what their fears were, what language they used, what etiquette they used. And all of that paid off when he had to come back uh, and ask for the freedom of his people. Um, so that, you know, he was really well skilled in the very beginning. So not only did he live uh, in in the palace, but he was confronted or he uh, he made some he made some choices that, that had him con- um, leave the palace. Uh, one of those choices was that uh, he killed one of the taskmasters that was being exceptionally brutal to uh, one of the Israelites. And uh, in doing that, he realized that uh, ro- royalty, he as a person um, and from the royal family, just committed murder and he needed to escape. So he left Egypt. When he left Egypt, he went into the wilderness. And one of his jobs there, one of the roles that he played, was the role of a shepherd. And it's important to remember that because, uh, you know, he's got, uh, later in, in his life, when he goes to the Egyptians, he, or when he goes back to the Egyptians to, to get his people out of Egypt, he becomes this big shepherd of uh, two and a half million people. And, and so the, the understanding of how to get flocks to go a certain way, uh, how to, you know, just sort of work the land and be in the land and live off the land was super important. And, uh, and it, it was a, a, um, a challenge that he needed to rise to, and it was an education he needed to get. Um, the, and then, the, and the last bit of it is that you know he was he was really faithful to God. Moses was somewhat chased down by God, being in the palace and and having to um, or being saved uh, by by being put into the palace and then going out into the wilderness uh, and uh, and being trained to uh, take care of sheep and then being called to go let the Israel Israelites free. So the nation of Israel needed to be freed from Egypt, and they had their leader, and their leader was Moses. Now, the last bit we're going to talk about, talk about the third point when we get back from the break. So don't go too far, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Holy Prophets Radio, where we are talking about the Exodus era and how to apply the basic principles of the Exodus era to your business and specifically what key ingredients are required for every company 
to conquer new territory. And as everybody is interested in trying to expand their business, this just seems like a really great topic to to discuss. Just before the break, we were talking about Moses leading the Egyptians or leading the Israelites out of Egypt, and uh, that there was a strong and dedicated team in order to do that, and that were that was the the nation of Israel, a purpose-driven leader, and that was Moses and his dedication to his calling from God to get this this done. Um, even though he had questions, he was still going to do it, and he was well trained in in doing um, certain things. He was he was gifted uh, through his experiences in in order to spe- specifically deal with. Uh, the Pharaoh and uh, and the challenges of getting his people out of Egypt, and without talking about all of the details of of how that story went and and uh, and the excitement, as well as all of the plagues involved in that, uh, I invite you to certainly read that in the Book of Exodus. But the last piece in there is that we I want to talk about a larger than life cause. Um, you know, we, we, so we, in order to be successful in moving into new territory, we have to have a strong and dedicated team, a a purpose driven leader. And lastly, a larger than life cause. What I mean by that is that if you, if you examine what happened with, um, with the Israelites in Egypt, they were fighting for their lives. They were 400 years in slavery. They were sticking their neck out for one another, as you saw before, especially with those midwives and being challenged uh, to to not kill the male children as they were being born. And uh, they were fighting for their own survival. That fight for their own survival brought them together and sort of gelled the team, gelled the gelled the nation of Israel around one common purpose and one common bond. Uh, even though those families had their own mothers and fathers and their own brothers and sisters and their own problems, their own financial concerns, their own dietary concerns, all of these things were, were unique to the family or unique to the individual. But what was not is that they were people of God. And they were around the uh, uh, one another enough to um to really lean into one another and and become that very solid uh team that they needed in that that bigger than life cause of their own survival caused uh them or or allowed them to act in a way that that uh, we would be challenged today in acting so um we want to be able to apply that directly to our business. And, and in order to apply that directly to our business, we want to look at what it takes to build a strong, dedicated team. We want to look at what it takes to find or and or develop a purpose-driven leader. And lastly, what it takes to find your larger-than-life cause. And very practical things. Uh, what, what I want to say is that, uh, you know, in my experience, I can tell you that a parachute drop is is very, very difficult. And what I mean by a parachute drop is, is a, a way of... Uh, just going into a new territory with a lot of without a lot of background without any existing relationships in that area without a well-established uh, beachhead somewhere is super difficult to uh, make progress when it comes to um, when it makes when it comes to uh, just a parachute drop so um, I would I would certainly encourage you to shy away from the parachute drop and uh, and work together to build a team. Team development takes time, and 
uh, if they have a common purpose and a common bond, those teams come together very, very quickly uh, or quicker than if they didn't. And so uh, as a leader or a business business owner, what you're going to be looking for are the being able to establish that common purpose and and, uh, and build an environment of that common bond. Now, teams also need to be tested. And what does that mean? Um, or what that means is, is that uh, there will be a lot of failure along the way for different teams. And those teams need to be tested to find out what's going to happen when the times get tough, when they don't have support structures around them. You want to build these teams in the environment of a, of a solid, stable community, a solid, stable company. You want to build those teams in that environment and, and then test them in that environment uh, just to find out how they're going to react. Um, that is very, very helpful so that you can understand what what equipment they're going to need, what uh, emotional support and financial support they're going to need when it comes time to doing it outside of the safe environment. So uh, plan some testing and, and understand that, uh, that it needs to be test- tested and there are going to be some failures along the way, but it's much better to do some, te- some of those testings at the home office than it is uh, when you have so much more at risk and, and they're on, um, on their own. Uh, one of the ways to do that is to create this sort of what I call an incubator process. And that incubator process, uh, would have, um, a team that, that deals only with, uh, the problems and development of products and services, uh, and challenges of, the new location, that new location, wherever it might be, there's a dedicated team that that just addresses that in the home office. By using that kind of concept, what happens is they start to deal with the issues on a day-to-day basis. They are part of the solution and it is as if they have a bigger head start when they finally get to uh, where they're going. So uh, I would recommend that you that you do that, that you have that team, you build a a culture, you leverage the existing resources and relationships, and uh, and then you launch them. Uh, in addition, you want to be able to do what you can to leverage any local knowledge. So you once you build this great solid team, you may even grab a new employee from the new geographic region, bring them in to the home office and include them into the team that you're building so that when you launch back out, uh, you have a local tie to the local community. And while the team is is coalescing, you can use that local knowledge to benefit the entire team in a way that is just absolutely unique. So when you, uh, so that, that would be building a strong, dedicated team in order to do a launch. And the next step would be to find or develop a purpose-driven leader. Now, the the reason I say that um, in in quite that way is that trying to find a purpose-driven leader is not an easy task. Trying to build them is not an easy task, but you you can have success building these uh, trusted leaders and proven proven purpose-driven leaders by working on the the maturity of the individual and what i mean by that is that that this move into new territory can often get to those of us in leaders uh leadership positions and get to our head we can feel like we're trying to build our own territory we're trying to build our own kingdom and it's not about us uh it should be about the mission of the company we shouldn't be 
building our our own empire. We should be building an empire or adding to the empire of the business. So we're looking for a leader who believes in the mission, believes in the vision of the company for the pure purpose of the company, not for the purpose of uh, ego. And that's hard to find. Uh, a lot of a lot of really great leaders, really lot of strong leaders are out there, and they're struggling with the same things I struggle with. They they struggle with the same thing you struggle with, and that is our ego. And we're trying to figure out how to sort of set our ego aside and make it something that's not about our ego. It is about who we uh, who we are and the role we play in advancing the mission and vision of the company. So maturity and on an emotional and intellectual level is a real big piece that has to be filled when you're doing that. And and you need to have that leader who does buy into the mission and the vision of the company. And the last piece is you want to find a a larger than life cause. When we when we have teams that can't gravitate around a particular cause, the individual frustrations and struggles uh, jump out. Um, however, uh, you can make sure that that uh, that team is dedicated to the success of the team, dedicated to the success of the leader, dedicated to the success of the company in such a way that they that they do coalesce. Uh, and I can also attest to the fact that the harder that challenge is and the more um, dedicated that team is to delivering on the challenge for the pure sake of delivering on the challenge, not for ego, it makes for a really great high-performing team that, that coalesces very quickly to a point that they are willing to defend one another. And and so if you take a look at trying to build this or go and, and conquer new territory, you want to conquer new territory with building a strong and dedicated team, finding and developing a purpose-driven leader, and finding a larger-than-life cause. If you do that, imagine what this launch would feel like you would understand how the team is going to work you would understand how they would react when they're tested you would see the leader driving uh, in in the direction that the company needs to be to uh, to go for the purpose of company success not personal success and uh, and what a great opportunity for you to demonstrate those biblical foundations for others in the company and, and make a huge impact for God by sticking to the fundamentals, grabbing that larger-than-life cause, and, and having your business focused on what God's mission is for your business, and everyone coalescing around that and moving that forward. You can make an eternal impact on your own company, on your team, and on the community. So that is kind of in a nutshell, what you're going to need to do in order to be successful moving into, or some of the things you're going to need to do in order to be successful moving into new territory. And, you know, if we talk about, um, you know, practical solutions, you know, try to figure out opportunities to stretch the teams you currently have now. I mean, you've, you've probably got some that, uh, that are loosely formed or maybe they're, they're very well formed, but you, you haven't had a chance to test one another. You haven't had a chance uh, to have one another teach 
other skill sets or other character traits through there and hold one another accountable accountable to the good behavior. Uh, accountability is tough in companies, and uh, and this is one application where the team just simply gets stronger if you allow them to stretch, if you allow them to make some mistakes and hold one another accountable in order to deliver on uh, the major mission. So with that, next week we're going to talk about how to get God's protection and provision for our business as we walk through the conquest era. And now remember, you can download the notes from today's show, subscribe to the podcast, and join the discussion all from facebook.com forward slash holy prophets or leading the number four a change leading for a change.com forward slash radio. If you want to send me an email, certainly just send it to radio at leading for a change.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Don't you worry, don't you worry, child.